It's Tuesday the 7th of March 2023. Welcome to the Fast Five by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five stories in five minutes. Let's jump straight in. Story number one, almost 20,000 more people died in Australia last year than anticipated, with about half of those COVID-19 related. It was the highest number of excessive deaths since World War II, according to the Actuaries Institute. Now, it's normal to see one or 2% differences in death rates across years. 20,000 is a huge amount. There were excess death rates across all states and age groups with a notable rise among females under 44 years. About half the increase is due to deaths from COVID-19, and then about 10 or 15% include COVID as a contributing factor. But that still leaves around 6,600 excess deaths where the coronavirus had no role. Now, there was a jump in deaths from heart attacks, diabetes, and to a lesser extent, cancer. But deaths from respiratory diseases fell back. The reasons aren't really clear. Probably COVID is linked to deaths from heart disease, but not identified as a causative link. Also, people with non-COVID illnesses didn't get the care they might have by choice during COVID peaks that could have increased the death rates. Also, apart from COVID, Australia was healthier during the pandemic, and that could have triggered what they call mortality displacement a catch-up effect. There are a few other lesser reasons for the increase, according to the Actuaries Institute. Possibly there were undiagnosed COVID cases, greater mental health challenges, and pandemic-induced lifestyle changes. All in all, though, 20,000 excess deaths is far, far too many. Yeah, sure is. Story number two, Sean, Parliament is back in session this week, and the opposition clearly thinks it's on a winner around energy prices and changes to superannuation rules for people with balances over $3 million. Yes, they were among the main points of attack in question time yesterday. On energy, the Prime Minister highlighted the opposition's decision to not back power price cap legislation last year. On super, he said the changes will impact half of 1% of the population, including 17 Australians, with super balances of more than $100 million. Now, the opposition also asked about stage three tax cuts due to kick in next year. Albanese said the government hadn't changed its position, though he does look to be squirming on this issue. A little more interesting in Senate though, Finance Minister Katie Gallagher gave more information about how many people will be affected by the super tax changes in the future. This is much more difficult for the government to defend, notwithstanding a couple of polls this week show that the population generally agree with the changes. In 30 years, Treasury predicts that roughly the top 10% of earners will retire with super balances of around $3 million. That's many, many more people. Sean, story number three, whenever you go into Aldi, right, much of the packaging of products looks remarkably similar to packaging of similar products by big name brands that aren't actually sold at Aldi. And I've often wondered kind of how they get away with it. Now the supermarket chain is being sued for it. Yes, Australian children's snack food brand Little Bellies is suing Aldi for alleged copyright breaches of several organic fruit and vegetable puff snacks. Aldi's known for mimicking well-known brands and creates comparable in-house products at a much, much cheaper price. It has been sued before, but it always seems to have won those battles since it launched in Australia back in 2001. In fact, there was a very big fight in the early days against snack food giant Frito-Lay, which alleged breach of its twisty trademark. It just seems, Michael, that Aldi is very good at getting in-house products close, but not too close to branded name products. Story number four, Sean, Tesla has cut prices on its two most expensive electric vehicles in the United States. This is according to the company's website, just days after Chief Executive Elon Musk said recent price cuts on other models had stoked demand. 
The price cuts, Tesla's fifth adjustment since the start of the year, ranged from 4% on the performance version of the Model S to 9% on the more expensive Model X, according to Reuters. Musk has said repeatedly in recent months that Tesla will focus on bringing prices down to drive demand and that it's already seen success in sparking orders with global discounts introduced in January. Tesla slashed prices on its cars across all of its markets in January, offering discounts of up to 20% and they sell more vehicles. Final story, Sean, number five, you've really just got to give it to former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The Times is reporting that Johnson put his father's name forward for a knighthood in his resignation honours list. Yes, he put forward about 100 names, including Stanley Johnson. Now, the list, which is going through cabinet office vetting, is said to be considerably longer than those of his predecessors. Theresa May's honours list ran to about 60. David Cameron was about 62. Now, a bit of background here, Michael. Johnson nominated his brother Joe, a former minister, for a peerage in 2020. He's now Lord Johnson of Marylebone. The latest nomination will also be the subject of scrutiny after allegations by two women in 2021 that Stanley Johnson had touched them inappropriately. All right, there we go. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Tuesday, the 7th of March, 2023. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Have a great day. Listener.